Even in the age of magic, not everyone is destined for greatness. These are their stories. Welcome to Very Random Encounters, a show where we play pen and paper RPGs in which we randomly determined as many things as possible, including characters, villains, names, places, and other stuff that shall in the darkness bind them. It all comes together to be a Very Random Encounter. I'm Travis. I'm Lee. I'm Greg. And <laughs> I'm Logan. Hell and yeah. I'm oh. Lee. Oh, hey. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Sorry. And I'm done with this. Um, <laughs> Podcast over. Mm-hmm. So this game has a thing. Fe- hi. Welcome. This game that we're playing called Fellowship has a way that you level up, which I was supposed to do at the end of the session. And I was thinking, uh, so in Tales from the Loop, the last season we did that had a similar experience system where um, at the end of a session, you go back and see did I satisfy these goals? If so, I'll get experience for them. Fellowship is very similar. And when we did that last, we did that every like three episodes. Mm-hmm. But I think I kind of want fellowship because I plan on it being a little shorter than Tales from the Loop. And also I kind of do like it being the season where we just get swole really fast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I think I'm going to ask it every time. And instead of asking it at the end and kind of ruining the suspense of the cliffhanger every episode um i think we'll just do it at the beginning uh, and we'll think about last session um so let me pull up that page oh y'all i decided something about my character while travis is looking that up i you know it says i have a tiny body i'm like tiny tiny <laughs> i'm like two feet tall tiny yeah. Because I'm an Sweet. I'm a star elf, so I use technology. So I'm like, whatever. I got like magic wands and shit. I don't have to be physically. <laughs> I like that you were imposing. like, we use technology, like magic wands. You know. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's yeah, magic, magic technology. Laser wands. Come on. <laughs> and y'all know I ride my wolf everywhere. Oh, for sure. I'm like a tiny. What's that girl thing? In Zelda, and he turns into a wolf as she rides him. Midna. Oh, Midna. Yeah. Yeah, like a little Midna. So the questions I'm supposed to ask, um, since the last one was kind of introductory, I I think there's only one that's going to be a yes, but we'll see how we think. Uh, did we save or protect a community in need? No. No. Did we strike a blow against the Overlord or their minions? <laughs> we no. sure didn't. No. Did we learn more about the world and its peoples? Yes. Oh, yeah. yes. Yes, yeah. we did. For each yes answer, the group chooses one of the following options. You may choose an option more than once. Uh, you only got one yes, so you can only choose once. Uh, your three options are each player refreshes one piece of their gear to its full value. Each player chooses one stat to heal. Uh, It does not have to be their own. 
Uh, and finally, the Fellowship and the Overlord each choose one player to level up. You cannot be chosen to level up if you are the highest level player or if you have already been chosen to level up. If at least two oh. players are tied for highest level, anyone can level up. Nobody actually levels up until all choices on who levels up have been made. So one of you... Uh, so Well, so the reason it says the Fellowship and the Overlord each choose a player to level up is I can level myself up. That's how the Overlord gets stronger. Um, I don't think it's time for Kalaren to level up. I don't think we've seen enough of my overlord to justify leveling up. So I think I will choose um, a player. And I think I want, given what happened last time with um, sort of Ivo and her introspection about her heritage, both in the dragon and human side um, as the overlord, I'm going to choose that uh, Ivo levels up uh, and now the yeah. fellowship. You um, as a group, choose another player to level up. Oh, actually, that's just assuming that's what you want to do because you don't have you have it's you kind didn't of use the only thing we can heal, do. So. Yeah, so I was gonna vote for either, so now I don't know. Um, <laughs> I mean, I didn't Aww. I didn't do anything. I appreciate uh, it. I guess I learned about this new debilitating anti power yeah. I have. I yeah. mean, I think that makes sense. I mean, uh, and oh, then I was just there looking sweet. <laughs> You level up for looking hot. I mean, I'm not opposed to it because I can actually have somebody, I can get a plus one in sense, so somebody in this group has sense. Uh, and then your playbook should have uh, what the options are for when you level up under uh, advancement or something similar. Yeah. Um. Okay, yeah, I mean, I'm fine with leveling up. Yeah. Um, um, all right, so I'll cover the stats real quick. Yes, please. Uh, so blood... Blood is the your boiling veins, your burning passion, your bloodline, your burning need to protect your friends and family. Uh, blood means power, ferocity, loyalty, rage, and passion. Uh, blood is used for feats of physical strength, combat, and your your capacity to protect yourself and others. Courage is your inner strength, your force of will, your tenacity, your brilliant shining soul. Uh, it's standing proud, facing death in the eye, and keeping on trucking no matter how bad things are. Grace is your style, your talent, your artistry, your beauty. It's all about looking good, being cool, acting with skill and agility. Uh, so that's like doing spectacular acts and tricks and all that and showing off. Uh, sense is your wit, your etiquette, your logical ability, and your eyes and ears and other senses. Um, it's about keeping track of the world around you, analyzing it logically, um, and like working to figure things out. It's used to discern sort of reality, what's real and what's not. Uh, wisdom is your experience, your cultural relations, your tact, and your kindness. Uh, wisdom is all about doing the right thing at the right time, the right way. Um, it's used to make friends, uh, get what you want without being rude about it. Um, FYI, I have a negative one in wisdom, so <laughs> guess where I'm coming from. Huh. Oh, I have a plus two. I'm nice. Hey, so I know what I'm taking as my level up. Tell me. The smallest thing that it it's, well, or at least Etho sees it as tiny and like she's not growing fast enough, which is through the fire and flames, you are immune to damage from fire and heat. Even lava and dragon fire are only uncomfortable to you and you can walk through them if you must. Uh, nice. Yeah. She doesn't see this as like an advantage, but she is happy that she can eat spice cream uh, 
without. Does she see it as like? Crying. She doesn't see it as like a big thing because it's like, well, every every dragon should be immune to. Is it like that? Yeah, it's totally obvious. And like, how often does it come up that I need to walk through fire? It's not. <laughs> it's not something I can do. It's something that doesn't affect me. Lava. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> um, Love it. Cool. Uh, Lee, do you think uh, were you able to find it on that PDF? Yeah, yeah. I think I'll just increase. It says I can increase my blood by one to a one. Nifty. That brings us to playing the game. Yay. Uh, yeah. yeah. Last time. Oh, yeah. I'm supposed to ask someone to give us a recap of what happened last week. Yeah. Who wants to? Well, I suppose that I can. Thank you, Janra. We were invited. Um, well, I was invited, certainly as the delegate for the Halfling Nation, uh, to the Orc Ceremony. I was unaware that um, our Dragon Companion was also representing the human contingent, since we have not seen humans in so long. We were part of the ceremony, and all agreed that perhaps the humans... Although gone from the world or not gone from our hearts, should also be remembered and memorialized. And so, in that process, um, the Orc Nation also uh, announced who their new general would be. Uh, it seemed to be a splendid choice when. <laughs> the one appeared. The one. I believed was no more, and kidnapped the newly proclaimed champion, took off, told us to travel to a faraway place, and left the party in chaos. It was tragic, but we are serving ice cream at five, so hopefully people will calm down. (laughs) (laughs) We're heading for the Shrine of Destiny. Yeah, so as Kalaren flew in to uh, kidnap General Theophilus Wessels, Kalaren picked up the orc and then shouted, Shrine of Destinies, which is kind of weird. Why is Kalaren just (laughs) shouting the name of a place? Clearly not a trap at all. Um, uh, Oh, one thing I kind of figured out about Kalaren in the meantime is that uh, I said an, originally that Kalaren used they and them pronouns, and I think that's still true. Um, but I also found myself pretty much immediately the second I was describing Kalaren using it and its pronouns, like oh. it flies in, it mm. picks up, you know. Uh, and I think that's kind of how Kalaren sees it, wants to see itself as like more a force of nature than an individual. Mm. But they and them is fine for Kalaren as well. Um, is it something? Like we, Kalarin has been around before. Is it something where they, the identity they used to have, maybe was they and them, and more and more mm. it's shifting to this, this thing. I like to- that because that fits with something that is happening behind the scenes that you don't know. So I love that. <laughs> Great. After uh, all of those events, Askia, the uh, Orc Nation, requested that um, some sort of uh, scouting party be sent out uh, to the Shrine of Destinies, uh, knowing that it probably is some sort of trap. They want to make sure that the scouting party is well outfitted, um, and they want to make sure that 
that scouting party is instructed to, you know, once they figure out what's happening, that they don't have to like solve the problem immediately because they don't want to endanger these scouts unnecessarily. Mm. Um, and most of the contingent, most of the countries that were present for that ceremony are bringing forth one, one contingent, one person to be the representative of the nation in that scouting party. Um, each of you is in that, um, do you, I think like for, well, I though it makes sense cause you're the only one, uh, <laughs> Janro, it kind of makes sense as you are kind of the chosen warrior anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only one that's kind of a question mark is, uh, Layla. Mm-hmm. Why do you think, uh, you would have been chosen here by the star elves to be in the scouting party? Um, because, because I have my shadow with me. And really, they chose her, but she's like, well, I mean... Interesting. I'm not going without Layla, so... Remi- your Second. shadow is your is your twin or just your My sister? My twin, yeah. Uh, what's, uh, do we have a name for her? She's just the shadow. When she became the shadow, she lost her name. Oh, that's so cool. <laughs> that's so cool. Does the rest of the party even know she's there? Mm-mm. I oh. mean, not now. Uh, like, eventually, yeah. you're going to be like, the fuck are you talking to? <laughs> that's <yeah>. so cool <laughs> so like for now they're like even they're confused about why did they pick me because it was like right like a little sidebar like they pulled me over and they're like oh my god what are we gonna do we need the shadow to go but she won't go like you have to convince her and i'm like that girl yeah. does what she wants to do i'm not convincing her on nothing and then they're like oh fine mm-hmm <laughs> I also think that my character suggested Layla because mm. we have a history. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I, That's I, right. I know that like that you got the wound because I was told the story. Mm-hmm. So I think like secretly behind the things, I'm, I was like, we should have, we should have her go. And they were probably against it, like, but the shadow thing is better. I'm like, I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> like, we have a person that has But they also really experience. respect you. Like, my yeah. whole family line respects you. So they were like, I mean, I guess. Yeah. That's cool. <laughs> you're like, yeah, obviously her shadow is coming too. Like, so is mine. <laughs> so is yeah. mine. <laughs> Look, it goes I wherever mean, Maybe I not go. at night, but... but <laughs> Depends on how the moon noon, is. it'll be very small. <laughs> <laughs> it hides real well right behind me. Hmm. Fellowship has sort of different ways to divide up what some different kinds of sessions look like. And since we are traveling from point A to point B with uh, the party and all of your companions, uh, whom we can introduce whenever they become relevant in scenes, I don't think we necessarily need to get the full list of names and inundate the audience right now. But so you and all of your companions, uh, plus uh, ooh, I forgot to roll up a name for this person. Eskia is sending someone uh, as well. The Orcish Nation is sending someone as well. Ooh. One, because it's their general who was kidnapped, um, but also because uh, the person they're sending is a member of the clergy, uh, because the Shrine of Destinies, uh, where Kalarin flew off to, um, is the ruins of an old 
in a, like an old church, like Eskia's former capital. At the center of it was this this shrine called the Shrine of Destinies. Um, Eskia's religion, in the same way that they're a very diplomatic uh, nation, their their religion is very open to like very open to religious figures from other uh, cultures, and and um, and as a result, the Shrine of Destinies is like a shrine dedicated to it. It is the it is an Eskian uh, religion shrine but it has uh, artifacts and things from many different religions uh and so uh, a member of the eskian clergy named uh gallus uh full name gallus tucius hadranius hmm. uh, is gonna go with you too um he's mostly there just as um just to make sure that when you get there uh if you happen upon some of those artifacts that they are treated with respect with honor and with uh, and in accordance to uh, the precepts of whatever from whatever religion they come. So you're all heading out there, and fellowship has a way of dividing up play sessions. So uh, this session is going to fit under the category of the long journey. Uh, the way that works is um, we're going to modify it a little bit just because um, I think it'll be a little better for because that's who an actual he is. play. Yeah, because. Uh, it, it implies that you do this without necessarily acting out all these scenes, but because we're a show, I think we do need yeah. to act out all the scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, so each player is going to propose a scene that happens along the way from your, your trip from the Eskian, the current Eskian capital to the former, former one where the Shrine of Destinies lies. Um, and you can either uh, propose a scene or um, I can prompt a scene by asking a question and having you answer it um i have one at least that i can ask otherwise if there are like obstacles along the journey or uh people you think you want to make up to meet along the way uh the floor is open i mean i have one yeah hit me um i think a few days into the journey lenora comes to me to state clearly that We've gone through food faster than expected. Lenora is your chef? Is Lenora is my chef. And okay. basically the chef for the party, like, makes right. the food. Um, and uh, not pointing fingers, <laughs> but <laughs> we are going through food faster. And the problem that we're facing is we won't have enough food. We will run out of food well before we go before we get to this place. Uh, this is definitely because Etho is testing out her ability to now eat any level of spice <sighs> completely <Yeah>. comfortably. <laughs> uh, yes, well, we weren't just going more, to Just a little bit more, okay? Just, just some more e- flakes? Um, Etho? Mm-hmm? I appreciate that you... Um, Enjoy the finer things and our fine cooking. However, we are going to need you to gather more provisions or we're all going to starve before we get to the destination we're heading to. Um, While we are honored at your willingness and eagerness to eat our food, we are going through it way too quickly. Uh, so I could tell you to stop eating so goddamn much, um, 
But that still won't solve the problem of we don't have any goddamn food. Well, hey, me and Etho, we're good at hunting. I could, me, we could go out and get you something. Yeah. Oh. Well, I said get to you know hunt. That, that sounds would, cool. That would be brilliant, and I'm so glad that you two came up with that idea completely unprompted. Please go forth oh. and find us food. Uh, all right. Thanks for your help. <laughs> I think in order to see how well that hunt goes, I'm probably just going to have one of the two of you make a roll. I just need to figure out what uh, what move is best for that. Assuming neither of you have like a custom move for your class that um, would apply to a hunt, I'm just going to look and well, see what are the basic moves. I do have Dragoon, which is when you attack your enemy from above with a melee weapon, your attack gains piercing. Dropping onto an enemy from above is always an advantage for you. So I have uh, hitting things while hidden, which seems like a real hunting thing. It's it's called enemy at the gates. Between the two of them, that definitely seems like you you are in an advantageous position. Um, So in this game, that's called hope. You'll roll three d six and then take the best two. Um, and because of those two advantages you have, which clearly are helpful in hunting, I think I'll just have you roll, uh, finish them. What, uh, either of you can answer this. What, what type of creatures do the two of you typically hunt? Deer. Um, I think there's a specific kind of porcupine (laughs) that is known for, like, the quills can be ground into a paste that is extremely spicy and, um... (laughs) Ziggy has been telling me about this, and I'm like, well, you know, two birds, one stone here. I, I get mean, more food. You and it's can more hunt spicy. for a porcupine, but I'm just going to get us a deer. I mean, honestly, if we walk back up there with nothing but a porcupine. I'm not talking about just one. I'm, they, they nest. If it's, we walk back up there with just some porcupines, Janro's going to kill one of us, and then there'll be plenty to eat. <laughs> I, I'm sure that I would be. Fucking delicious. But you go you go for the deer and I'll get like a bunch of porcupines, like a goodly sum of porcupines. All right. I'll race. I'll even you. dequill them. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Start counting. Uh wait, what's the point system? What is Go. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh can I have one of you roll uh three D six or sorry. I did. We both have to. We gotta know who wins. <laughs> that's true. I guess that's true. Yeah. Um <laughs> So I had you. So you'll take the two higher. Uh, so the so Lee, you'll take the two twos. What's your What's your blood stat, Lee? Oh boy, I did not win. My blood stat is one. Uh, so that's a f- that's still only a five for mm-hmm. Layla. And then let's see. Ooh, ooh, disembodied um, voice. Ask me about my role and my bonuses. Either, what, what was your role? We don't need to know about my role was ten, and I have two blood. Uh, so that's a success for Ivo and a failure. For mm-hmm. Layla, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, on a six minus, you lose your advantage and you must face uh, retaliation. I got kicked in the guts by a deer. Do you think your retaliation is from um, Janro? Actually, <laughs> that's even better. <laughs> <laughs> I think I will provide a bit of an omen uh, before we get to that form of social retaliation. Mm -hmm. (laughs) The omen that I provide is you 
uh, Layla, you actually excellently hunt a deer. Like, it doesn't even see you in one strike. It's dead. But when you strike it, you hear something very strange. Um, instead of the typical sound you would associate with an arrow um, killing an animal like that, uh, there's sort of like the, the... Do you use like metal-tipped arrows? What, what, what are you projectiling here? Um... No, I do use a ranged weapon, but it's suspiciously like a laser gun. Cool. Uh, so <laughs> instead of so instead of like uh, that sort of like burning uh, smell and uh, like electric thud that you're used to from your uh, laser bow, we'll call it. <laughs> it's like. A metal on metal sound, or like, I guess in this case, a laser on metal sound. And when you approach the deer, you find that uh, sparks are coming out of its, uh, of where the wound is. And to the audience, the uh, its eyes look like a doll's eyes that start sort of fluttering, like, like they're sort of um, malfunctioning and... Uh, shuddering a little bit before they close and the thing dies and yeah that's not a that's not a creature it's some form of machinery what the fuck <laughs> a bang on it <laughs> uh yeah it's it's definitely some s- sort of metal you can take it with you if you want to investigate it more or just leave it here if you think that would be bad luck mm. Is there, like, a component of it that I can take off that's small enough for me to carry? I'm very small. Sure. Um, let's say... Uh, the antlers. They are detachable. Okay. But they look, like, metal and stuff, too? Once you detach them, you, like, the outside is a pretty decent facade. The, uh, like, the outside of the deer looks like a normal deer, but once you get through, like, one layer of, uh... That facade, that pretty much everything is all clockwork and wires and sparks. Cool. Yep, I'll take that. Let's see. I, though, on a 10 plus, uh, you destroy them. Tell us what that means. I, th- okay, I said they nest. So I found, like, this ridiculously huge, it was, it was actually, it actually kind of pained me to end this giant civilization of porcupines. I, but, <laughs> yeah. Not enough to not do it. Not enough to not do it. Because they're so tasty. Uh, and I definitely have enough to alleviate our hunger situation. Although I don't think anyone else is like into eating this kind of level of spice. So we'll see mm. how that plays out. Uh, how does, how does Janro react to uh, some antlers and some pork, some metal antlers and some porcupines? I think just some no- porcupines, like a, I think a like Janro understands like the meat situation of the porcupine, but I think um, Lenora, the chef is like, 
so into Etha right now because she's <laughs> only ever heard of this, like written in the page of one mm. of the books that her master had. And like she is over the moon to be able to work with this ingredient. And so much of it. And so much of it. What is the chef's name? Lenora. Because we're like friends now. <laughs> yeah, you're like super friends. I think Janro doesn't know what to say to Layla because she doesn't know what you what was brought back. I didn't <laughs> what think the, the hell scene am I is supposed just... to do. I killed the deer. It was a robot or something. I I don't know what any of that means. Well, I mean, it's like a well, you know, like a clock, like how a clock works. I mean, yes, but... It's like a giant clock that walks around in the forest looking like a deer. I don't know why. But uh, do you do you understand why that's troubling? Well, I mean, it sure as shit is weird. I ain't exactly troubled by it, but, you know, it's not my favorite thing that's ever happened to me. It's one of the favorite things that happened to me. I totally won. You know that, right? You did not win. Just because I shot a perfect deer and it turned out to be a robot, they ain't got nothing to do with me. I <laughs> That's fine. You, I you killed a deer. You killed a deer. Great. But even that metal body is not as many pounds of food as I brought back. Well, I didn't have to destroy an entire society of animals to get mine, did I? <laughs> well, that's a low blow. Layla. Layla. Yes, ma'am. Do you know, can these creatures... Be anything? What? Oh, uh, well, hmm. I don't know. Can I poke you and see? Uh, yeah. Give me a. I gotta remind myself what all the basic moves are called. Uh, it'll be a sense roll, but I don't remember what it's. Ooh. This time it'll just be a two d six. I don't think you have an advantage here. Or sorry, uh, you don't nope. have hope here. You got no it's hope. Gonna... Look closely. <laughs> I really know. Uh, l- yeah, look, look closely. Oh, okay, seven. Uh, ask two of the following questions. I will copy them into the into the uh, text chat here. I mean, what is going on here? What do my senses tell me is a good one? Yeah, so I think... Uh, so this is... And you can stop me because I don't know how much, like... You have, like, laser guns and stuff, but uh, do, the, do the Star Elves have an understanding of their technology or is it something where it's, like... You've just had the technology so long and you don't understand it anymore. Um, I think I have access to Star Elves that do understand it, but I do not yeah. personally okay. know how um, my iPhone works. I think you know enough from just conversations with people who do to be able to figure out that um, these antlers are, they're picking up some sort of signal. They're acting as like, um, we would call them antennae. It's some, perhaps this thing is uh, sc- acting as a scout, I suppose just as you are acting as scouts, but clearly it's not uh, a scout of Eski as, as as you are acting. It's, it's, it's scouting for something or someone. Okay. Um, tell me about it. Could it hurt me or could it help me? It could hurt you if um, it weren't deactivated because it uh, might be picking up details of you or your location um, and you don't necessarily know to whom that information is being fed. It could help you in that 
once it's deactivated, you could maybe use it to, you could maybe spend some time in sort of a long-term project thing to either figure out how to use it for yourself or at least figure out who it belongs to. All right. Um, did did I poke Janra? Yeah. I mean, you can poke me. <laughs> I think we'll also count this as the second of three scenes, by the way. Okay, yeah. That, that yeah. Since it seems like, Lee, it was something that you wanted to do, I figure we'll count this as your scene. <laughs> yeah, I want to poke people. Mm-hmm. Cool. <laughs> well, I mean, look, I don't know. I, I don't see what the shadow thinks about it, I guess. And... I'll get back to you. I mean, I'm not, I'm not sure this is good. I definitely think it might be like, you know, spying on us and stuff. And I don't know. I, just, and she's like mumbling to herself and just kind of wanders off with it. <laughs> I think General so like breathe in deep and then wanders off to write this development in the book that she's required to keep so she can pass on the stories and like she just disappears for the night star date 2436 2436 <laughs> yeah. uh, i think the only one who person who hasn't proposed a scene is uh logan uh i though yeah but um, you, you didn't do an overlord one isn't that i know i'll do that last oh, okay i see oh, okay um so w- one i want to ask how do you forge new bonds is that? Do you have to take that as a as a level up? Uh, think of it similar to how uh, interstitial works. Once once oh. you, uh, but with a, a bit of a higher threshold. So, um, it's, sorry, that's a different game for the listener. That's a different <laughs> role playing game that Logan and I have both played. Um, it, so essentially, once you uh, help someone in a meaningful way, you get to add them or that community as a bond. Okay, cool. Uh, because I want, I guess, I, f- I feel like I've helped Lenora. We've we've described that, but. I also want to have like a specific scene where we're talking food. I think there the, in this scene, maybe Ziggy, like she has become close enough with me that she can see Ziggy. Oh, that Lenora. Yeah. Just to keep, I just want to make sure we keep things clear for the audience. Yes. Lenora, Lenora is not Greg's character. Lenora is my chef, your chef. That's right. And then Ziggy is, the ghost of the, the sort of dragon spirit that guides uh, I though. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. You, uh, action. I, I really, have no, I really <laughs> yeah. have no influence yeah, on this scene. Like, so go for it. Okay. So from what Ziggy says, you're supposed mm. to ground down their, their quills. And that's like where the good stuff is. Oh, okay. 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 So, Hmm. Okay. Remind me who Ziggy is. I, I, oh, that's I get just very my, confused. My ghost dragon buddy. Is that what I keep seeing out of the corner of my eye? Wait, you can see Ziggy? No, not. I see something. Just it's so brief and so powerful that I think I just. I think I always just turn away from it. I don't know about powerful, but yeah, sure. Um. <laughs> no, he it tends to if he really likes somebody uh, that that I've had a lot of contact with, then he sort of appears. And dude is always talking about spicy food, so uh, seems right up your your alley here. I mean, I'm very excited. I've, I've only heard 
rumors of this. Just the so, okay. What else can? What else can? Ziggy is it's Ziggy, right? Yes. Well, okay. He would have a longer. It doesn't matter. I think at this at this point, Ziggy like comes out and hold on, I gotta find Ziggy's name, and then I have to spend thirty minutes actually pronouncing <laughs> it. Um, Ziggy reveals himself and says, "Ziggy, it is Isagonth. Ziggy Zelzeroin. It's not very hard to pronounce." Oh boy, that's. I oh. All right. Now, what is your fire? How hot is that? Not. I don't understand how to use it yet, but. I'm talking about your fire, not the porcupine. Of course, you don't know how to use that. But I'm. I'm worried. You don't even know how to use fire. Now, I beg your pardon. <laughs> I may not know a lot about this world, and I may not know a hell of a lot about whatever dragons are. But I sure as hell know how to work a fire. And I will not be questioned in my house in what I know how to do. I I do apologize for my presumption, but you are currently lowering that point. Please don't do that. Please stop right there. That, so there is a gland in its cheek. And to introduce that to the open flame would... Add to the heat if it's controlled, but perhaps blow your eyebrows off if not. Well, that has nothing to do with the fire and everything to do with the porcupine. Again, which I asked about. <sighs> I am sorry. I I act brashly. Uh, I oh boy. Uh, All right, I, think, I think his cheeks are blushing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think together we can make something. Spectacular. So, do you remember a recipe that was made for you? I remember many. Uh, for let's start with a basic one. Uh, and yes, let's yes, try yes. to get that right. Yeah, of course, yes. Let's, uh, a simple one. Uh, this is, I mean, they describe something. Let's, right. let's randomize a, a spicy dish. Random, spicy Dish generator. <laughs> uh, do you have any dragon fruit? Not many, because, well, we had a lot when we started. It's part of the title, but honestly, it's not a large portion of the flavor profile. All right. This is, I, yep. this is a simple salad that I've learned. And I think he goes over the motions. Uh... I think Etho has wandered off like a long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think the first two tries are horrific. Uh, <laughs> and I think then the third time, like, it works perfectly. And Lenora is thrilled before realizing that Etho isn't anywhere around. <laughs> oh, as soon as it's it's uh, finished, I think Etho does show back up. <laughs> Just sort of knowing. She knows. Appears when from nowhere. <laughs> hey, are you guys done flirting or is it food ready? It's as ready as it's going to get. Cool. Great. I can't wait. Um, I think that actually Ziggy takes a, a bond with Lenora, not Etho. <laughs> Yeah, I was going to suggest the same thing. Okay. Um, I'll figure out how that 
I think that actually I don't think that works because I don't think companions can have bonds with other companions. Oof. Um, yeah, I don't think so. I think I think the bond happens with Etho in that Lenora knows to go to Etho to gain knowledge because she can't yeah. talk to Ziggy. Like she can't initiate that conversation. Mm-hmm. We if you're not there. There's no starting that conversation. There's no like, hey, Ziggy, come to because she's not chosen. She's not connected in any way. So I think the bond that Etho and Lenora have is eventually they just have a secret shorthand language Mm -hmm. that they all three talk together that, you know, how like when you... You overhear people who know each other really well. You're like, I have no idea why they're laughing at that <laughs> random thing that makes no sense. Yeah, I think it's that sort. Like, I think the bond is that Ethel and Nora have a secret way of speaking with each other that nobody else is privy to. Does that work? Is um, that? I love that. So the way bonds work in this game is when they're first established, they are a single sentence, and then when they get stronger, you add a further sentence up to a maximum of three. So um, you don't have to write it now, but uh, maybe by next week, figure out a way to summarize that. Well, uh, I th- I Logan Greg- summarize that in one sentence. Uh, Greg said it pretty well. Uh, Etho has a secret way of speaking with Lenora. Cool. Perfect. Uh, okay. So now that everyone has uh, proposed a scene with the exception of me, I propose a scene that shows where uh, sort of, um, pulls the curtain back a little bit on the Overlord and shows a little more what's going on there. Which of the three of you is uh, up the latest into the night? Elves don't sleep. Mm. Cool. So then it's definitely Layla. It's it's dark. It's um, the middle of the night, and I think a cloud uh, passes over revealing um, a little more moonlight, so it lights up just a little bit more. Um, But it had previously been very dark, but the second that uh, extra moonlight shines and it touches the antlers, you hear... Blossom 16-16, speak credentials. Coming from the antlers. She says, "Uh oh." No, because there is a little. There is a little more. Uh, when you say when you say "uh oh," it says incorrect credentials, and then it continues. I lay on top of it. <laughs> no sounds. Uh, muffled. Uh, muffled through, sort of reverberating through your body because you're on top of it. You sort of feel uh, as it says so brave in the face of all those roots that ruin to stand so tall when in fact in ruins. Uh, so I, I, I get Daisy's attention and she comes over and I give it to her and I uh, say, who's, da- who's Daisy? Daisy is uh, my wolf. wolf. Yeah. Um, I thought Kyle was the wolf and Daisy was the, mm-hmm. Kyle's, Kyle's the, the bird. Falcon. Yeah. yeah. Not a falcon, but yes. Okay. Daisy. 
you go on and take this away somewhere and leave it. And she runs off. Uh, I think uh, off far in the distance, um, you hear a scraping sound in the general direction of the Shrine of Destinies. Oh, I get it. Find us on Facebook and Twitter at VREcast, or check out our website at VRE.show for a listening guide and links to everyone's Twitter. Our email is hi at VRE.show. If you want to help us out, you can rate and review our show or just tell a friend about it. We also have a Patreon where we release a bonus show each month along with a bunch of extra features. Check it out at Patreon.com slash VRE. Greg and a whole gang of great podcasters will be special podcast guests at this year's Wizards of the Coast D&D live event, The Descent. Join them all in Los Angeles from May 17th through 19th. More information can be found at dnd.wizards.com. Welcome to Very Random Encounters, a show where we play pen and paper RPGs and we... Fuck. (laughs) In In which which we we fuck. fuck. (laughs) Yeah! (laughs) Boom. Yeah, what if the intro for the song for this season was just like very <laughs> Having trouble finding video games outside the AAA bubble? Have you wondered whether you're missing out on some real gems in the industry? Well, me, Monty, and my co-host Caitlin have started Indie Mixtape. Here we're giving a new meaning to playlist by giving you a curated list of indie games once a month. Stuff that we're playing, what's hot and talked about, and a couple that might have been overlooked. You can subscribe to Indie Mixtape on Spotify, iTunes, and wherever else you listen to podcasts.